Hey everybody, it's John. This will be episode 177 of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. It's our Lost Pop Culture Roundtable Edition. Sit back and enjoy. Wendy and I will be back with an interview next week. And thanks again to Hewler for sponsoring this month of the HR Social Hour. Take care. We'll see you soon. Well, hello and welcome back once again to this special mid-year edition of the Pop Culture Roundtable for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm your host, John, and I appreciate you joining us today. I started the Pop Culture Roundtable several years ago for fun because I love talking about these things. I had this idea. I contacted my incredible group of roundtablers, and I said, hey, let's put out a show the 1st of May, which was in the previously free comic book day. And we're not going to talk about comic books. Well, we don't want to talk about comic books. We can talk about whatever. But my plan was to tie it into that event. Well, guess what I found out? We had to reschedule our recording, pulling the curtain back. But also, they moved free comic book day this year. So it didn't make a lot of sense to necessarily put it out to something that didn't exist. But we're back together. Wanted to spend some time together and, and say hello and talk about some things. So, again, appreciate you joining us. And so we're going to kind of go through our ranks here. First off, Lorena, say hello, who you are, what you do, what have you been up to? Hey, I'm Lorena. I'm really excited to be here again. I am an HR generalist for um, air carrier, well, air cargo company called National Airlines. Um, and I'm just super excited because I get to talk Taylor Swift today. So, <laughs> Michael. Hello, Michael Malady. I am a HR business partner for a customer experience uh, software uh, company called Genesis. Uh, it's been a busy first half of the year We uh, the, from a beyond work, but also uh, just recently, uh, about a few weeks ago, we closed on a house. So we're in the process of moving and all the fun stuff related to that. So it's never dull around here. So. Welcome back. And then Chris. What's up, everyone? Chris Orozco here, uh, Director of Team Member Relations, HR Guy by Day. I am fully vaxxed and ready to go. I'm glad to have everybody back. Before we start talking about some pop culture things, let's catch up real quickly. So, Lorena, when we talked back at the in the, in the winter, you were newly engaged, I believe. How is wedding prep going where are you with vaccination? If you want to talk about like what's going yeah. on with you there. <laughs> so um, I'm fully vaccinated um, two weeks hey. ago yesterday. So super excited. Um, and I actually got to do my first manicure in over a year, which was a huge thing because I'm one of those biweekly. I had a relationship with my manicures, this way that way. Um, and then as far as wedding planning, um, I just can't wait for it to be February. Um, planning is just terrible. I mean, I have never planned my own birthdays. I'm not a birthday gal. Like I usually like, hey guys, let's go to a restaurant and celebrate. That's what I do. So it's like a lot of things um, going on at once. I'm very thankful for my mother and her cousin who is a decorator slash planner. So they kind of, you know, tell me where I need to go, but I'm just hoping that it all is what we want it to be. But if not, you know, I'm looking forward to the marriage more than the wedding. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and when you say February, this is February of 22, correct? Yes, February okay. of 22. Yeah. Very exciting. And Michael, you said that you... You just closed on a house. Yeah, things. yeah. We uh, we're we're staying in in the indie area, so really just moving across town. But uh, but found uh, found a little slightly bigger place, and um, excited about that. I hate moving. I really, I won't, I'm sure most people do, but uh, it'll be a good move, and we're excited about that. I am I'm half vaccinated. My actually, I just had my first shot. 
by the end of May, I will be completely done and, uh, or actually before the end of May, but I'll be completely done and, uh, ready to have a good summer. So I'm excited about that for sure. Chris, beyond being fully vaccinated, how is the video game channel going? I'm getting a kick out of that. I started off the conversation that everybody's talking about their back status to, to open up the, to open up the podcast. It's going good. Coming to you guys from the almost done, uh, new studio. It's been a process, actually. We're talking about when we come back. If you guys haven't checked it out, Galaxy Game Players over on YouTube, uh, all you audio listeners out there, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. We're talking about doing some rebranding, too, because, you know, the channel was really for Matthew that wanted to do video games and on there. And I just kind of threw myself in because I didn't want to put him out there by himself, really. As I think I told you guys this before. But he's just so damn good when he's by himself. He's just, it's its his show. It really should be his show. Um, so we're talking about maybe rebranding it as uh, called Legendary Matthew. Um, but we might just keep the ga- Galaxy Game Players for right now when we come back and then kind of segue into, he's not really super comfortable being by himself. So I might just sit with him and just crop myself out of the camera. So <laughs> it's just him. Uh, but for some reason, he's super nervous just being by himself. So uh, just kind of helping him get there, maybe a little bit more with Galaxy Game Players. But I'd love to see him just rock with his with his own show. And, and really, it's a kid show. And I'm kind of sitting there playing Fortnite. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. It's a it's a kid show. It's for him. And so uh, that's where we're at. Maybe another couple weeks, probably. For the listeners that don't know you, Chris, we should yeah, yeah. probably explain to them that your son is eight. Is that right? Like he's a fairly he is a young video gamer, right? He is, uh, we were at open house. Uh, we actually got to go to the school for the first time since March, 2020. And we were going in and one of his friends was going out and introduced Matthew to his parents and says, uh, Oh, Matthew's a famous YouTuber. And so it's, it's really cool to see. And you could see Matthew was just beaming with pride. And so the original time off, yeah, he's only eight years old, but he's just really, it's, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life watching him play these games up there and just, and it means so much to him. And I have an idea for my own channel, which I've talked to John about and you guys about to do some gaming and podcasting, but it'll be more like the adult games that I actually play like God of war, resident evil and all that stuff that I can't play on an eight year old uh, family friendly gaming channel. It's super cool. You guys, if you guys haven't checked it out, if you have little ones uh, they'll probably get a kick out of it. For those that have listened to these shows before, typically we would come in and we have multiple picks across multiple topics. Now, it is only mid-year. It's May. We wanted to each bring one item or topic, something that's has really made our year from a pop culture perspective. So we're going to each have a topic, and we'll, some of us may have seen it, heard it, whatever it is. We're going to talk a little bit about it, but just one thing, and then when we regroup in December, we'll go full out. Michael, you get to go first this time. What's that pop culture thing that's gotten you really jazzed this first part of the year? You know, for me, uh, you know, and there's, there was a good amount to choose from. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, just uh, just finished its run a couple couple weeks ago now uh, on Disney Plus. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I went in with zero expectations, especially even coming off the heels of WandaVision, which I thought was amazing. You know, I knew it was obviously going to be a very different show from that, but I, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations. I even thought the first episode kind of started a little slow. It really grabbed me. Um, I, I thought it it covered a wide range of issues uh, really, really well um, and and kept the flavor of 
kind of the Marvel universe kind of tied in the movies. And then I think, you know, set up things for future movies and other shows. And I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I like just in both this show, um, not only how they took the character of, you know, of, of Sam and Bucky and kind of made them kind of these, uh, you know, kind of a buddy cop kind of a pit, you know, kind of group of, of, you know, people who kind of razz each other, but are best friends kind of approach, but also, you know, factored in, you know, PTSD, trauma, racism, just kind of, I don't know, it factored a lot of social issues along with the action, the, the Marvel kind of overall arch, uh, you know, as they move in through their in new phase ticked pretty much all my boxes I was looking for uh, as the, as the show went on. So I was, I was really excited about it. Lorraine or Chris, have you all seen it yet? Nope. No, <laughs> I'm not much of a, like I'll watch Marvel if Samir makes me watch a movie, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> if I'm forced to watch this. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of like, um, I know enough to follow it, but I'm not like fully in. So if he's interested in watching that in Disney plus we have Disney plus. So I know at yeah. some point we will, it's just haven't happened, happened yet. So. <laughs> so I saw it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. I thought, the finale was confusing. Is John Walker a good guy or a bad guy? And I don't know. And I, I'm John may probably can fill in maybe a gap. I don't know much on the comic side, uh, uh, but I will say that I think he was, he is supposed to be a kind of dark gray character. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. You know, someone who starts off in a very positive light, but then the the mantle of responsibility kind of takes him where his really kind of, he already was. Uh, just without knowing it. And then, you know, uh, and now he's kind of his own free agent, so to speak, of, you know, what he's going to do and how he's going to do and kind of do his own brand of justice, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I I agree. He's, it it was a little, you know, that part was a tad confusing on on that. And I don't know if they were trying to make us not hate him a hundred percent or not as an audience, but, uh, but yeah. So the, the character arcs for Sam, you know, and, and uh, for Bucky are great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from where they start and then seeing Sam become the new Cap is yeah. super, super awesome. And then they have this villain in there. Well, I don't know if John Walker's U.S. agent is – he already starts off from a bad spot where if you're replacing the old Cap, you know, Cap, Chris yeah. Evans, who's a can't, beloved character, you're right. starting off not in a good spot. Right, right. And then he kind of becomes more and more dislikable, and he's like, stay the hell out of my way and all these things. Yeah. It's like, you know – Okay, I, I, maybe I really don't like this guy. And then he murders somebody in cold blood, right? I mean, just, I don't know what he smashes into pieces. His, his, his partner's killed. He just goes off the deep end and he just kills this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he's building his own shield at the end. And you think, oh, man, yeah. this guy's going to be bad news. And then he shows up in the next one and there's Bucky. They're joking around and, you know, buddy, but I just, it was weird. It was- Save a bunch of people. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And I think the other piece too is that, you know, I think the one thing that they did with him, which I liked was that I think they showed the Chris Evans character did a, just kind of handled the mantle so easily. And I think this yeah. one shows like how the very first time you see, you know, uh, him as the new cap he seemed, you know, happy, smiling, but then it slowly kind of eats, you know, the pressure, you know, eats at him and kind of becomes this like to the point where he ends up where he ends up. And so I think that's, that was an interesting take. And so, and it was a little deeper than I would have expected his character to be. Sure. And then at the same time, to to your right, the very last episode just kind of like threw a little bit of a curveball on what his, what his role is. Yeah. John, what did you think, man? I enjoyed the show. I think it was a little, it was a little uneven. I think to Michael's point, they started to make some really good points. And there's some very real moments when it comes to the police 
stopping Sam and, Mm -hmm. and, and just some of the, the racial overtones, the whole thing with Isaiah Bradley and and his storyline, which I felt like they redeemed that really well. John Walker is a very flawed character. I love that they made him U.S. agent. I couldn't believe when they gave him the Captain America mantle at the beginning. I was like, why isn't he U.S. agent? Because he's U.S. agent, everything else. It was a a little uneven. It was enjoyable. I I like the tone of it. I really like, Michael, to your point, I love the buddy cop dynamic between Mm -hmm. Cap or between, yeah, between now Cap, because at the end of the show, they changed the title. And and if you're this far into him, figured out we're spoiling stuff. Sorry, but that's what we're doing here. And we're going to spoil anything we talk about. We're going to talk about (laughs) it. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) There's a lot to like. I'm excited that they're going to do a cap, another Captain America movie yeah. with Sam. Mm-hmm. And his cat. I, the one thing I've really enjoyed with these shows of late is they are becoming much more comic accurate in their costume design. Yeah. That Cap Falcon outfit is just amazing. U.S. agent's outfit, like I, I marked out. Like I got so excited when he showed up in the black and red. I was like, yeah, this is what he's supposed to be. I was excited about it and for it. I felt like the one thing I really liked was the the... <laughs> the closing music because it reminded me of law and order yes (laughs) that's fair really excited every time but one episode they played they played a rock tune and i was like what in the world falcon and winter soldier now captain and winter soldier was was good it's amazing to see what disney plus is putting out as we said the then captain america basically beheads a guy in public with the shield and while it's not on camera, the fact right. they would even show Captain America with blood it, dripping off the shield was quite a shock. Yeah, <laughs> really between was, that and, I, and even some language, I would say that it was definitely not a complete kids show. But you oh, know, not at all. Not you know, at even all. compared to the movies, you know. So yeah. yeah, those Captain America movies are very they're they're bloodless. Like much of mm-hmm. the MCU, they're very bloodless. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the first movie, it's laser guns that just obliterate people. And the second one, people get shot, but you don't see anything. Now on this TV show on what we could all probably agree is supposedly a kid's channel. Right. You see Captain America with literally blood dripping off a shield. It was mm-hmm. quite a difference. Yeah. <laughs> quite a difference. I'll throw out there that the production quality of their shows is, is movie quality for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, absolutely. It's, absolutely. it's off the charts. Cause when they first announced these Disney plus Marvel shows and even the star Wars, like Mandalorian, which I would say Mandalorian is cinema oh, yeah. quality mm-hmm. too. I was kind of expecting some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that yeah. was awful. The effects are, I mean, it's a TV show. It looks like a TV show where the Marvel shows that they're giving us on Disney Plus and the Star Wars shows that they're giving us on Disney Plus. I would be okay never going to a movie theater again to watch any of their stuff because they are investing as much money and care and love, and you can tell into these shows as they are for big screen, the adaptions that they were doing too. The one thing I would say, Chris, to your point about the budgets and things, we do have to remember that the shows that they're doing on Disney Plus are six, eight, nine episodes with the comparable budget to what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets for like a 23 or 25 episode (laughs) season. It's not necessarily fair to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or which they did have a cool Ghost Rider and a cool fire car. Ghost Rider was in there? Go, the the new Ghost Rider was in oh, wow. Ages of Shield. Yes, I gave and, up on. I, gave yeah, up. I didn't. I didn't make it that far either. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. No, that's Wait, great. Later Ghost on, Street. later on, he's on there. I think we're all excited to see where Disney Plus takes these shows awesome. and continues to create content. Because I guess next we get Loki, but that's not until June. So we're not here yeah. to talk about Loki. Unfortunately, maybe maybe Loki will show up at the end of the year. You never know. 
Lorena, I think you kind of gave a hint as to what you were going to talk about yes. when you introduced yourself. What's your thing so far this year? I'm here to bore people on Taylor oh. Swift. <laughs> never, 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 never. never. T Swift. It's been a very productive uh, pandemic for Taylor Swift. Last year, she actually came out with two albums, and I mentioned one of them in um, our past a podcast recording because it came out right before that. But literally, like a week later. Another album came out. It's called Evermore. And it was also one of those albums that I fell in love with quickly because it reminded me of the old Taylor Swift. Now, then come 2021, this is where like I get excited. High school Lorena gets excited. So basically, I don't know if this happens to you guys. Music is super important to me. So um, every time I discover uh, an artist, that first album is always going to be the album and nothing's going to meet those expectations. No matter how, like, even if critics say it's not that great of an album and there's other albums that come out that are like a lot better, objectively speaking, it's the first time you hear that person and you connect to their music. So it's like it, nothing lives up to it. So when I was in high school, she, uh, her second album that came out, which is how I discovered her, was called Fearless. And it was a very teenage angsty album about a girl falling in love, breaking up, all that stuff. But, you know, I'm in the middle of going through that, you know, myself, you know, it's like the first time I have a boyfriend, you know, I'm going through all the feelings this girl is going through. Just to kind of explain to you what's going on behind the scenes with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift in 2019, um, she finished her contract with Big Machine Records, and she was planning on buying her first six albums, which are owned by them. Um, she was planning on buying them. But then Gooder Brown, this apparently very famous music manager, buys Big Machine Records. And then he tells Taylor Swift, you know what, I'm not going to sell you your first six albums, I'm going to make money out of it. So she gets angry. And you know, she's very upset with all of this. So she decides that now she's going to re-record every one of her six albums. And she started it with Fearless. So her second album, she re-recorded it. It came out, I think, at the beginning of April. I was there for it. Because even though now you go to Spotify and you have the, you know, you have Fearless. And now you also have Fearless Taylor's version. Now I like, you know, undownloaded the old Fearless. I'm giving the money to Taylor Swift because that's how a huge fan I am. The bonus to it is that, you know, when artists are recording, they write a lot of songs. Not all of them get to go into the album. This time she had six songs that she had not included in the original Fearless album that she added them. And those were, oh my God, they were so good as well. Ever since this started, I think it was the 14th, I've been driving Samir crazy, um, trying to explain to him, this song is about Joe Jonas when they were together. This was when she broke up or when, when Joe Jonas broke up with her. And I'm explaining to him all this stuff he doesn't care about because he, could care less, he couldn't care less about the Jonas Brothers or Taylor Swift. And I'm just telling him all of this. Um, while at the same time, I'm also explaining where my head was at when this song came out originally. And he's like, oh, this is great. I just love hearing about your past high school boyfriends, Lorena. This is so exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty much um, been a very good month. Pretty much, I, That's all I've been listening to. I've been like yelling the songs while I'm cleaning. I'm driving. I'm no longer listening to podcasts. I'm only listening to Fearless. Like it's 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 been craziness this past month. I got nothing on T Swift, right? I I think, <laughs> but I can relate to what Lorena is saying by having Samir listen to these things and Lorena saying this is where I was at. That's how I am when I start dating a girl and I show her a Star Wars movie. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same gig. I'm just like I saw this in the theater with 
Sally 20 years ago. And oh, I, I mean, that's exactly. So Lorena, I feel you. I don't know the Thank music, <laughs> but I, the, the energy, I feel you. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Lorena, after our last episode, I did check out Evermore. I thought it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. It's not necessarily something I'm going to listen to all the time, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you make an interesting point about when music hits you. We've talked a lot over the years. I'm a Ben Folds fan. And the last Ben Folds 5 album is not my favorite. It was the last one. It's okay, but it didn't hit me. They did a thing called Front to Back years ago on YouTube, where they, or rather on MySpace, where they went back and played the whole album. This is like 10 years after it came out. And the comment was that somebody made, that's the album that your little brother or little sister heard. So you're a Taylor Swift fan. You heard that second album and later ones you like, but you really hit that first one. And, and I always like that kind of that idea of somebody else. It may not, I, it may be okay for me, but somebody else really likes it a lot. I wonder though, because I haven't listened to the re-recorded version, does it sound different? Can you tell, no. like, has she changed at all or no? Just no, she up. made it identical. It, wow. it, she it, she wow. has a she has a war with Scooter Brown and she's letting people know that <laughs> she is, you know, she's not going to take anything. But she's like, if I can't get my own music, I'm recreating it. And she made it like it sounds identical. Well, when I first heard the first song, I was like, am I listening to it on the fair, the original Fearless yeah. one? And I looked at my iPhone. And I'm like, no, it says Fearless Taylor's version. <laughs> like, so clearly um, it was super identical. I. I don't know how she made it happen because her voice, I mean, she, I mean, she's a woman. Voices don't change as much, but her voice has changed a little bit as she sure. matured. I don't sure. know how she, I don't, you know, technology behind it probably, but it is pretty much identical. I wouldn't be able to tell one or the other apart. And then, the, and and then, then you got new music too, which is cool. Yeah. So Evermore, objectively speaking, is a much better album. It's a much more mature album. I just, you know, putting that Fearless right after Evermore, I just kind of forgot about Evermore. <laughs> but, like, but you said with Fearless, when you said there were six new tunes with that, those were things that she had recorded or re- written at the time that Fearless... Yes, and you can together. tell because, you know, it's all more teen angst and, you know, I, you know, almost 30-year-old Lorena cannot relate to that, but 16-year-old Lorena can relate to those six new songs. So, um it's it's it was it's been a ride, I can tell you that. I I loved it. I was so excited. Um she's going to re-record the other five albums, so I'm excited to hear those as well. I don't think they're uh-huh. going to live up to Fearless, of course, but, you know, still excited about it. I had forgotten she dated a Jonas. <laughs> That's how old I am. I forgot yes. about that. Um, yeah, he broke up with her in a phone call. It took 25 seconds. Part of one of her songs. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to translate that to our jobs, but wow. It's <laughs> efficient, uh, I guess. Here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that you know that is what is I know, me too. heart happy is that... Can you believe what that son of a, you know, did to Taylor on a phone call? <laughs> yeah, I was, that was me at 16. I was like, I would defend her to death. And, you know, Which as girl, was it? Which, Joe, Joe Jonas. Who, um, which one is he? I know I the one that's married to the girl that plays Jean Grey. There's, a, right? There's a Jonas brother that's married to... No, you're asking the wrong. If you can tell me names, I'm really I'm not. uh, Even though I was a Taylor fan, I was never a Jonas fan. uh, Funny enough, I was only a Jonas fan because of the TV show Jonas because my kids watched it. But it was a modern day version of the Monkees. It was hysterical. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even know that existed. Okay, yeah, it was on Disney. Disney It was on Disney, and it was called Mm -hmm. Jonas. And I'm telling you, I would watch it and go, "Oh, they just they're basically stealing old Monkees episodes and making it these three young kids that." you know they're fine you know innocuous to me they were fine but yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't know though they were breaking up with 
people like Tay Tay in 25 seconds on the phone. That's that's mm-hmm. harsh. Is that on Disney Plus, Jonas? I don't know. Don't it know. should be though, because Lizzie McGuire, um, uh, what's that show? Um, the Selena Gomez show. They all were around that yeah. same time, and they're all there. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if that. I mean, I would it, be surprised if it's not there. It's but I can't believe I'd recommend it, but I would recommend it if you're so for some kind of you know because they were all there was that there was Big Time Rush there was all those again all these kind of kids shows that my kids were into that I would yeah. watch with them that were fairly entertaining. They weren't as bad as you necessarily think they may. If I watch them now, though, I may not say the same thing. I'm, I'm not going to go watch Jonas tonight, so please don't ask. I'll go check out Fearless because I do want to hear Taylor Swift at her age now recording stuff she did when she was younger. That's that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So if you go to Spotify, just make sure it says Taylor's version, and that way you know it's the new one. We will do that. A world where working habits and patterns have been forever changed, feeling connected to the systems, tools, and people that you rely on daily can be increasingly challenging and time-consuming. Imagine a digital launchpad to all of your sites, systems, and applications. A place where no matter where in the world you are, you can communicate, collaborate, share, and feel truly connected to your workplace and colleagues. Say hello to the future of workplace engagement. Say hello to Hula. Hula is a more human way to work and play. It allows you to organize and streamline your work and life inside a beautiful and customizable user experience. The future of work is a simple, beautiful, and smart way to link you to everywhere. Hula makes life and work easier. No more endless clicking and searching for links. It's probably the easiest three clicks you'll ever make to get to the content you need most. It's that simple. Hula is everything you need now in one place. Try Hula for free today at Hula.io. Chris, we've talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier, now Captain America Winter Soldier, and we've talked about Taylor Swift. What's your thing so far this year? Man, that's hard to follow, but I'm going to tell you what. I got two words for you guys. Actually, hold on real quick. I got something for the show. Right now you gotta turn it off so I don't get DCMA. Oh sh! <laughs> <laughs> I've learned about this because as we were talking about, we are YouTubers, right? And the first episode we were uploaded, we got a copyright claim on it. And I was like, "What? What did I do?" And if you upload something, yeah, so that makes sense. Mortal Kombat, you guys. I'm talking Mortal Kombat 2020. Have you guys seen it? I have I not. Have. Yeah, Lena? I just me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As she just shakes her head. I watched it via the HBO Max. You guys can stream it over there. The 95 Mortal Kombat, has anybody seen? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're kidding. Okay. Multiple times, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you guys like it? Yes. Yeah. I, I have to go back a little bit. That movie, Lorena, 95 Mortal Kombat? I <laughs> 95, 14-year-old Christopher at Cinemark, yeah. that movie rocked so much. And the animatronic Goro and <laughs> no, yes. I mean that, that movie no, was yeah. bonkers. I go back and watch it. The nostalgia wasn't as strong as I as I thought it might because I'm watching it and I'm just like, man, this isn't as good as I remember, you know, and a lot of it's just cheesy as hell. It's still fun. But cheesy as hell. So fast forward to this new one. It opens up with Sub-Zero and Scorpion. That's what the movie... Oh, and, and again, as John said, spoiler alert, you guys. It is a really dramatic and powerful scene. I'm talking... This is no joke. I had tears in my eyes as that scene wrapped up because it is 
horribly sad what happens, but it is completely different from what you would think in the original 95 one, which again was just cheesy fun. And it is, it is what it is, right? Um, this one, so I thought this is really good. Does it start getting cheesy? Absolutely. Not as cheesy as an original one, but they, they tell the story through this. It's a character that's not from the games. That's a new, it's Cole Young. And it's interesting what they chose to do. So they're using him as the main character and you're watching the movie through his eyes as you're interacting with all these characters from the movie. So he's kind of a vehicle for you going through it. Whereas the original had Liu Kang, who is the main character in the, in the games, which makes sense too. The action is amazing. I love what they did with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. The actors are all amazing. The fatalities in it. Holy smokes, you guys. They earned that rating for, I think this one is rated R. Was the original one PG-13? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, the original one was PG-13. Yeah, yeah it definitely okay. didn't hit R, yeah. They, think, they were not doing stuff like the game would have done in the early 90s. No. Oh, yeah. man, they're they're slicing people in half in this one. They're, they're showing burned corpses. They're doing all this stuff that you would see in the games. And, man, I'll tell you guys what, I was I was there for. It was <laughs> it was great. It's a, it's a good movie. If you like the games, check it out. Even if you don't like the games, if you just like action, it's a fun movie. They did a new version of the Mortal Kombat theme, a new techno theme, which is super, it closes the movie out. Of course, sets it up for Mortal Kombat 2. Hopefully, fingers crossed that that gets made. Yeah, they weren't uh, subtle about that at all. So, yeah. No. <laughs> did you? Oh, so you have seen this? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, no. It was oh, like, I'm sorry. It, no, yeah, they set that up. Like, yeah, it's it's obviously, there's going to be a sequel unless it just bombs entirely. So, yeah. I, and I don't know how it's done. I, I haven't read about how it's done. I hope it's doing well. I'll tell you guys this. It was nice to actually have something to talk about this year that I really did enjoy. Cause I remember when we got together back in December, Sonic the Hedgehog was the thing that I got excited about the most. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a banner year in 2020. If, and I, I love Sonic, no offense, but it's not a movie that I would choose to talk about, you know, with everything else, but Mortal Kombat was so, so good. You guys check it out. Mike, what did you think of it yeah, overall? I, it was good. I will say, I thought that they peaked from a fight scene perspective with the first one. The the opening fight scene was incredible. and it How good was that, man? Blew my mind. And then I think- Did every, you cry too? I was crying. It was emotional to your point. It was sad, but I, 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 I no, did not. didn't quite get to that point. All the fight scenes after that didn't have the, the emotional pull to it. So I think, I thought the two fighters were better. And then, so everything after that was kind of like, it was, they were good, but they didn't quite get to that level. The special effects were good. The story was good. I, from, from, as a, from a game perspective, the last time I played Mortal Kombat, you had to go to an arcade to throw quarters in. And so, like, I, I <laughs> played like 17 games since then of versions of it that oh. I haven't played any. any but um, so some of the characters I didn't exactly know. Um, but I still remembered all the main ones. It was, it was, it was a good escape and, and good action. Chris, was it tied to a new game? Is that why it came out? Or is this just something that's been work, I, I was been working on? Or? I don't think so. I think they've been working on this for a while. I think the last game that came out was Mortal Kombat 11. Like Mike was saying, that there's a lot of Mortal Kombats that have come out. And I, and honest to God, the last one that I loved was probably Mortal Kombat 3. And we're talking that was like 95. That came out when the original movie did. So there's a lot of Mortal Kombat lore that I am not familiar with, but I kind of follow along a little bit you know on the on the internets and 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 whatnot they have a lot of characters so what i was i was searching for things if i like cole young i'm like he must have been introduced in one of these newer games and then i find out reading about it that he's a new character and i say okay that makes sense that that they're telling the story through his eyes and it kind of makes sense for us as a viewer that we're being exposed to all this stuff and there's a lot of easter eggs in there about all the games and 
back to the original ones that I that I loved. Like Mike was saying, you go to the arcade when it was on Super Nintendo. Uh, remember, Mortal Kombat three was on the first PlayStation, which was amazing. I would throw this out there too. I think uh, I'm not sure what the hashtag is, but I think the Miz from Pro Wrestling has thrown his hat into the ring to play Johnny Cage because the movie ends on like a Johnny Cage poster or something, and the guys they they need to find more fighters because Mike, tell me this: did I miss it? There actually is no tournament. No, in they, the movie they, that and that was that was the one thing I didn't love is that I, I do I, like with the first one it was about the tournament. It was the tournament, right? Yeah. So this was kind of like they and spoiler like they were trying to preempt the tournament, so they were doing all these fights like to. That's what I thought. It's like there wasn't any of that, so I I wonder if the arc is that somewhere the tournament actually occurs. So yeah, that that was kind of weird that the the games are about a tournament, right? Mortal Kombat is a tournament. And the movie is actually not about a tournament. It's actually they're like prepping for a tournament, I guess. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) The bad guys are trying to stop the tournament from actually happening, I guess, is the whole premise of this movie, which they don't do a very good job at. But then I guess maybe the second one is set up for we're going to see the actual tournament. But yeah, The Miz, is as he put on social media, that he wants to play Johnny Cage. And and John knows this. The Miz is my favorite uh, wrestling guy out there right now. So if they cast him... MK2, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. I I think that is a a great choice. Now, Lorena, you've been awful quiet. I know you said you haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Have you ever played Mortal Kombat? Um, No, I was not a video girl gal. (laughs) (laughs) I think Michael and I I are probably old enough. We both played Mortal Kombat, like the first Mortal Kombat, when you paid 50 cents a a game. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah, yeah. I I was in line behind people. We just keep playing in the arcade. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just some background for people that maybe aren't familiar with like uh, Lorena that in a fighting game, you know, you've got your two characters fighting and normally it's just whoever has the least amount of energy that you're punching. The round is over, right? Like street fighter two or something like in this game, once you punch somebody and you get enough of their health down, it wants you to kill them. And it wants you to kill them through very violent means like ripping their spines out or ripping their hearts out. It's a very violent game. But I'm ready for it. This movie was great. I haven't seen it. I will probably catch it down the road because I love the first one. Annihilation was dreadful, oh, yeah. but I did like oh. the first one a lot. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Annihilation. I also chose a movie. It's Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know. And I'm yes. going to preface it this way. I grew up watching monster movies on Saturday afternoons after wrestling. Fast forward to several years ago when the movie Pacific Rim came out. And my kids were much younger. And I remember taking them to see Pacific Rim, and I was like in tears at the end of that movie because I loved it on so many levels. And I maintain that if I had been 10 when I saw Pacific Rim, it'd be my favorite movie of all time. It's not perfect. It's not meant to be, but it's big robots fighting big monsters. I hadn't seen Skull Island. I hadn't seen Godzilla. I hadn't seen The King. I hadn't seen any of this stuff. Then all of a sudden, the opportunity comes like, oh, this Kong Godzilla movie. Bananas, people. This movie was awesome. It was so amazing because guess what i didn't have to watch those movies in the first five minutes in the opening credits i figured out everything that was going on i saw a big monkey fight a big guy a big dragon the monkey had an axe (laughs) this thing was epic the coolest part my one big beef with pacific rim is a lot of the fight scenes are at night and it's dark and it's hard to see what's going on the fight scenes in this movie are framed so well even at night, the neon buildings in Tokyo, which, by the way, never understood how you could be 
destroying an entire town, yet the electricity is still on. I still haven't figured that part out. But you've got all these neon purples and yellows and greens and things, but you can see all the action. You can It makes sense. Like All of it is staged well. Gang, if you haven't seen Kong versus Godzilla and you like big, dumb fun, go do it. Don't don't wait. Big monkey, big dragon. Ultimately, they don't just fight. They fight each other for a bit, but then all of a sudden they steal from Pacific Rim. For those of you who don't remember Pacific Rim, the big robots are controlled by two people. They have to mind meld and the two because the robots are so powerful, you got to have two minds to run it. Well, in this, there's a person that gets mind melded with one of the monsters to run Mechagodzilla. <laughs> the coolest robot dragon of all time. I obviously have shown my excitement. This movie was bananas and I loved every single minute of it. It was so great and big and dumb and fun. Cannot recommend it enough. Did anybody see it, Michael? Yeah, I, Chris, oh, yeah. anybody else seen it? I did, yeah. I was excited for it as you are, John. I mean, it was. Oh, well, good. So I'm not totally was, crazy. I like, I know. I wish I, I could I see John <laughs> as he's geeking out about this because I can feel his energy. No, I can sense it. Yeah. Right? Yes. I'm, in too. I'm, I'm awesome. glad to finally find someone who's that excited about uh, Godzilla and whatever. Yeah, no, I, um, no, I, I, I love, yeah, it was amazing. The fight scenes were exactly what i wanted them to be i I think some of the complaints about the previous godzilla movie you know the recent godzilla movies was that it was dark and you couldn't see anything and etc etc so this solved a lot of that yeah it was just fun yeah i mean to your point godzilla with an axe or uh, king kong with an axe and that they're just fighting destroying leveling buildings left and right was just amazing it's always fun um and yeah, the Mecha Godzilla part was just like, yeah, okay, let's let's bring it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, no, enjoyed it. In fact, quite frankly, it, it's fixed my issue with the original Godzilla versus Kong back in the what sixties, whatever they made it. Because I only remember seeing as a kid that you know it seemed like Kong won and swam off into the ocean. Like this one, at least had a different, uh, you know, kind of ended. <laughs> like Made me feel well, a little better about Godzilla, you know. So yeah, exactly. I, I relish the opportunity to see more big monster kaiju. Oh, yeah. Monkey movies. I, if they're going to be this caliber, because again, they're not going to win Oscar. The acting is not stellar. In fact, I will say, because I've never, and it's spoiler alert or shock for people, I've never watched Stranger Things because it's just not my, even though it's 80s. Never seen it. My me wife, neither. my wife point blank told me, she's like, John, you will not like it because it's the, the supernatural stuff's just not my thing. She's like, uh, you won't like it. The young lady that's in this movie and everybody thinks she's so great, I'm like, okay. I didn't get it. I just did yeah, not no. get it. I didn't think she no, was that great. In fact, they really you should know? cut the humans out of the entire movie. You don't have to have seen the other ones to understand, but there's a little girl that's deaf who in real life is deaf. I guess she's like a second or third generation in her family to be deaf. And she's one of the best parts of the movie because she befriends Kong. She basically has powers to understand what he's thinking. Their relationship is quite lovely and she touches him and you see this little girl touching Kong's yeah, hand. And that's true. Oh man. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I just, I loved this movie. I loved it more than I ever thought I would. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be great. I really didn't. I thought it'd be marginal at best. It was great. And check it out. If you, and if you have not seen Pacific Rim, do yourself the favor and see any, you like big robot movies. You got to see Pacific Rim and check out Pacific Rim Uprising because that movie is criminally underrated. It's Dawson's Creek of the kaiju movies. It was trying to set up a new a new group of pilots and they were all a bunch of teenagers. And it is it's like a, it's like Dawson's Creek or a CW show. But it's got John Boyega in it. And John Boyega says some of the funniest things I've ever heard. The guy. 
he was so much better in it than he ever was in Star Wars to me. And he has some lines that are just unbelievably funny. I didn't mean to go on too big of a rant there, but yeah. It's Kong, Kong Godzilla. So we've got Captain Winter Soldier. We got Taylor Swift's new album and her re-released albums. We've got Mortal Kombat. We've got Kong and Godzilla. I know I asked everybody at the end of the show in December what you're most looking forward to the rest of the year. I'm curious, is it the same thing it was before? I'm going to start with Michael. Do you remember what, what you were excited about in December? No, that, that might as well have been like a year ago. Well, well, what are you excited yeah. about then for the rest of the year? You know what? I, I'm just excited about, from a pop culture's perspective, I, you know, I don't even know what's... I know some of the more of the Marvel I, movies are coming out, Black Widow, et cetera. I think um, just in general, quite frankly, I'm excited about what the Star Wars is coming out, you know, different things that are coming out Star Wars-wise on Disney. Um, Bad Batch is The Book out. of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, between the Book know, of Boba Fett and Bad Batch, yeah. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, about uh, like I'm excited about that. I think anything right now, quite frankly, on Disney Plus, they're even doing good stuff. Even the even the Mighty Ducks like show that they're putting out there right now is fun. Like I'm been, I'm enjoying the heck out of that. Like they really are putting some great stuff out there. So I I would you know I'm just excited about to see what's what's coming you know for the rest of the year on on that platform. How about you, Lorena? I think last time I mentioned the season i forget if it's five or six we're already in for the mass singer so i'm currently in the middle of that and it's really exciting i have yet to guess one correctly though so i'm really disappointed Ah. (laughs) um uh but other than that the rest of taylor swift's re-released albums i'm just excited to hear them again and is she gonna put all of them out this year i don't know i think she's very interesting she'll like to her fans and i'm not you know, I'm a fan, but I don't have the time to read into like her little, I don't know, her little like tips or secrets that she li- leaves in her like Instagram stories or whatnot. But like, I am part of a Facebook Taylor Swift um, group and they're like, oh, did you see this story? I think that in around or this time, this album is going to be released and they can read into all these things. And they and one of the girls actually like kind of guessed the release date for the Fearless one. And she was correct about it. So I was highly impressed. Um, based on that Taylor Swift group, I, they think that in October, another one's going to come out. But um, I honestly don't know. We will all wait together for that. Because <laughs> you could. You could put them out, crank them out really quick. Or you could put them out over a period of a bit of time. And that's that is kind of neat that she has that option. Chris, yeah. how, about, Chris how about you? Can I ask a question first? Uh, who won between Kong and Godzilla? Was there a winner? No. They both ended up fighting Mechagodzilla because it was the big bad corporation okay. was behind all of it. I was the winner in that movie. Everybody, you know who's the winner? Everybody. Humanity. And Lorena and Michael, you are all going to be winners. Michael saw it. He's, he's a winner. <laughs> you, you and Lorena are going to watch it. You're all winners, too. Everybody that watches, listens to the show that watches that movie is a winner because, yes, it is so damn good. Well, Humanity, uh, you got Congress as Godzilla. Everybody's a winner. This year, I'm going to tell you guys what. F9. The Fast and the Furious uh, 9, all right? It got pushed back a year because of the COVID, right? And they're releasing the new trailers. And we talked a little bit about pro wrestling with The Miz going to be in Mortal Kombat. Well, this has John Cena. He's the big villain in it. He's Dom's brother, Vin Diesel's brother. If you look at the trailers for this movie, and it's very clear, right? They don't really care if this is realistic or not. And I'm okay with that. I'm like, do this. is because now they have magnets or something where if you watch the shows like the magnets are pulling the cars apart there's they're going over the the cliff or something and there's a hook 
And of course, Letty is telling Dom, don't do it. And when you tell Dom not to do something, he's going to do it. All right. <laughs> he drives the car over the thing and the hook catches the car. <laughs> and the car just kind of swings gently to the other side of the ravine or whatever. And I'm watching that and I'm just like, yeah, this I'm ready for this movie. It's crazy. Letty gets knocked off of, of something and there's Dom. He speeds the car right there, right? Perfect. Breaks her fall right on the car. I think that would probably hurt her really bad. But in F9, no, it doesn't. And I'm just like, I'm ready for this. I love this stuff. Yeah, they've been driving through buildings for the last two ones, right? Like they've been, you know, so like it's all like jumping over whatever. It's fun. It's all, I mean, jumping it's great. In cars. It's yeah, they, they don't, they're all, they're just enjoying it. It's, it's just, it's just lots of fun at this point. I saw like one of the early ones, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah, see another one until one. the one with the submarine. And I don't know. It's that like, was the last one. Seven or yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah. And then my wife was, she said, I want to see Hobbs and Shaw. She's never seen another film. We that saw Hobbs and Shaw. And you want to talk about Goofy when yeah. all the Samoans have all those trucks and a chain. Like to your point, they're like swinging like a rope. <laughs> it's car foo. It's the silliest stuff. The physics make zero sense, but that's oh, yeah. what's so beautiful about it. It's just dumb. Big dumb the gravity fun. is optional in this series, I think. I'm yeah. waiting for I'm waiting for Kong and Godzilla to be off in the corner somewhere while the cars are <laughs> swinging around. They'd be fighting in the corner somewhere. Totally so, John, it. you're ready then for F9 because F8 was the last one. So they pick up, right? So you're ready for F9 when it comes out. Oh, boy. Um, well, I can't wait. It's a bummer The Rock's not in this one, I don't think, or they've not advertised him because he was doing right. the Hobbs and Shaw. Is he? No, 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 no. I'm just like saying, right, I haven't seen him announced. I don't think he's in this one, which is kind of a bummer because he added a whole new dynamic to when he showed up and I think it was Fast Five. He really added some new life to the movies and the series. The fact that they've went to the ninth one, which I, Lorena, go ahead. No, I was going to say that Brazil, by the way, is Puerto Rico. They recorded that in Puerto Rico. Did they? (laughs) Yeah. They've been everywhere, right? They were, I think (laughs) the last one, it opened up in Cuba. And the submarine was in Russia. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and remember, this series started from, it was about street races in L.A. Mm-hmm. And now these guys are heist, it's a, they're heist movies, okay. which it's really interesting to see what they've done to give the series this much life. Because if somebody would have told me watching, which the, the original Fast and the Furious was, was fun, but if somebody said, hey, this series about street racing is going to go on to be one of the biggest billions and billions and billions of dollars franchise i said well i don't what are they going to be doing for nine movies i mean how many races can you do um so the way that they reinvented this into this just crazy ass heist the rock is chasing him trying to arrest him and now he's one of the crew i mean none of it makes sense i mean they're betraying each other and all of a sudden they're friends like deckard shaw was the guy that killed han all of a sudden they were friends with him by the eighth one and he's helping him out but now han is alive and again, I don't care how he's alive. They buried him. And now all of a sudden he's there again. And I'm just like, okay, I don't need this to make sense. I give this series so many free passes because other series I'm kind of like, man, that did that like Falcon Winter Soldier, right? I was like, well, I don't know. I got some beef with it. Is it? No, the Fast and the Furious series, whatever. They do whatever and I give them a free pass. I, I can't wait for this. Speaking of John Cena and F9. Yeah. I maintained in the December episode that we did that the thing I was most excited about, which I would never have guessed, was going to be Suicide Squad. When does that come out? uh, I don't know. The previews for that movie are unbelievable. 
and funny Dude, and, and, so and it's not going to yeah. be for everybody. But yeah. John Cena, as I said then, as Peacemaker, is perfect casting. He delivers everything I've seen. I am so excited between that and he's getting his own HBO Max series as Peacemaker. I'll probably be talking about that movie at the end of the year because it looks absolutely nuts. And it's got Starro or at least some kind of super squid starfish baddie in it and a lot of other stuff. I'm going Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad, I think is what it's called officially, and Peacemaker with John Cena. It's hard to believe we're at end of our time yet again. We are going to regroup in December and we're going to have more stuff to talk about because we're going to talk about all these things that we've done. And it's not just one thing each. I cannot thank you all enough for being this amazing roundtable and bringing these different things to talk about. As always, I want to give you a chance, those listeners that maybe this is their first time listening, they're first finding you here. Michael, best way for them to get a hold of you. Uh, best way, uh, Twitter, just at MJ Milady, and it has links to my LinkedIn and just anything else. So yeah, check it out. Lorena. Instagram and Twitter, L-P-A-B-O-N-H-R. So L-P-A-B-O-N-H-R. So on both of them. Chris. Uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram, same handle, uh, at Cirosco72. And YouTube channel for the video games. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Galaxy, <laughs> Ga- Galaxy Game Players, uh, we will be back. We got out episodes. We took about a four-month break, but we're going to be back here pretty soon, you guys. Check it out. Like and subscribe, too, if you can. If you've listened this far, you know how to find me. I'm not even going to tell you. Join us again in December when we do a whole big extravaganza because every year it gets bigger and bigger because I just love talking to these folks. I love these things that they bring. I always learn something new, and I know you do too. Appreciate you joining me once again. We'll see you in December, if not before. So for the mid-year HR, social hour, half-hour podcast, Pop Culture Roundtable, this is John. We'll see you soon. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys.